Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. What's up guys this is Gary let's talk some soccer so Josh is not here today he's at football training but I figured before we get started we go through a couple of things first thank you guys for 25,000 followers on Instagram it's amazing um, never would have dreamt that our little let's talk soccer would have gotten so big it has everything to do with you guys so thank you thank you so much if you're not following us already, please do. And if you have friends, family, coworkers, people you hate, whoever it is, get them to follow us too. We want to keep growing this community because we're doing cool new things like posting questions and DMs from you guys and providing our answers to them or our responses to them, but also allowing everyone else in our community to weigh in as well. So it's great. It's crowdsourcing, if that's what you want to call it. It's collective intelligence. Um, it's community feedback. It's all of those things. So we want to continue doing that to the best of our ability as well, too. Now, for those of you that have no idea sort of how we started, I thought we'd spend just a quick second on that. So about a year and a half ago, um, we started this podcast. So it was December of 2016. And since then, we've done a podcast at least once a week for every week since then. Um, so we're on like 117 now or something along those lines. So that's been a pretty amazing run. Um, it's probably been about a little over two years that we started, I think it was like in April or May, of 2016 that we started the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram account. Um, and the reason that we started all of this is uh, we are, Josh and I are a father and son team. I'm the dad. I'm 40-something. Um, Josh is 14 years old, and he's a footballer. And together, honestly, our lives pretty much revolve around the game. Um we love to watch it. We love to think about it. Of course, we love to uh, have conversations around it, <clears throat> and uh, you know, we love to play it as well. Um, so, to our knowledge, uh, we are the only father and son team out there that does this. So it makes it a little bit unique. And if you've ever listened to Josh talk, his knowledge of the game is amazing. Um, most on-air analysts don't have the amount of knowledge that this boy has. So it's a real treat uh, to get to listen to him talk about it and how his brain just absorbs the sport and how he can uh, articulate uh, facts and figures and uh, concepts that, you know, a lot, of, a lot of adults don't even really grasp or know of. So anyway, a little quick background for those that don't sort of know our full story. Um, but let's get into some fantasy talk, uh, because that's the majority of what we spend our time on when we're in season, like we are. Um, and let's take a quick look back at game week three. Let's start with our team. 
you know, it turned out pretty bad. Saturday was not looking good for us, and then things picked up a little bit. So we finished okay. We finished with 53 points. The average was 50, and the high was 122. Um, which we would have done better, but uh, we could have done a lot worse. So Ederson pulled with two points. Uh, Thompson did not play. There were zero points. Robertson with nine. They haven't allowed a goal yet. And Mendy with four. So I uh, was hoping for a clean sheet for City uh, for both Ederson and Mendy. Uh, but thankfully, Mendy at least got an assist. Uh, in our midfield, four players. Mkhitaryan with only two. Uh, Salah was our captain, so he got 16. Erickson got six. And Richarlison, as we all are painfully aware of, with a negative two. <clears throat> and now he's out for two weeks. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Josh King up top <clears throat> got us nine points. He finally came through. Aguero with only two points. That was unfortunate, but hopefully he'll bounce back. And then Zaha <clears throat> with five points. Was hoping for a little with a little more from him, but <clears throat> that's okay. At least Zaha and um, and King are coming online a little bit. Um, overall, let's see. We are. Where are we? <clears throat> Our overall rank is 500,002. So we dropped a little bit. Not as bad as I thought we would, but one good game week. You know uh, things can turn around quite a bit. And honestly, in most of our other leagues, we actually went up some, <clears throat> which says that a lot of people had a very bad game week. And certainly we did some posts on Instagram. Um, a lot of feedback and comments that people were having a pretty crummy week. So hopefully you had a good one, though. The Game Week 3 Dream Team looks like this. Um, if you tally all of the points from all 11 of these players, you get 120. Mitrovic was the top scorer with 16 points. In goal, Lossel with 9 points. We have 5 in the back. Trippier with 11. Alonzo with 11. He's on fire. Keen with 10, Monreal with 10, and Maguire with 10. So solid performance from the defenders. <clears throat> In the midfield, Lucas Mora with uh, two goals against Man U on Monday night, 15 points. Sari with nine. And then up top, we've got three forwards. Mitrovic with 16, as mentioned. Kane with 10, and Vieto with nine. Overall, after three weeks of gameplay. <clears throat> the dream team looks like this. Marcus Alonso leads the way with 35 points. In goal, Etheridge with 28. Alonso is mentioned with 35. Robertson with 27. Mendy with 27. And Holobos with 24. Watford doing quite well for themselves. First time ever in Premier League history that they've started 3-0. and So congratulations to them. Mane with 29. <clears throat> he was quiet. Over the weekend, Pereira with 26, Salo with 25, Lucas Mora with 24, Mitrovic with 24, and Aguero with 24. So some solid performances <clears throat> from those players. You know, it's interesting. Most seasons, I think people will realize not to put so much money into your defense, but between Robertson or a couple of the other Liverpool defenders, um, Mendy and Alonzo, it's kind of hard not to pump a decent amount of money 
into uh, into your defense. I mean, you're going to spend what probably 19 million, give or take, uh, just on those three. And then, you know, even if you spend another eight on two other throwaway defenders, you're at 27 plus a goalkeeper, you're at 32. You know, that's a third of your budget just on <clears throat> just on your back line. But maybe this season it's worth it. It sure seems to be so far. Um, some things to just to know about game week three. Amount of transfers made, 11 million five hundred and some change. Um, a lot of action going on. Richarlison was the most transferred in. Now he'll probably be one of the most transferred out um, because of his suspension. 385,250 wild cards played. A lot of people unhappy with their teams, which sort of stands to the beginning of the season. You don't know how your team is going to perform, and now you're three weeks into it, or I guess two weeks into it at the time, <clears throat> and you're getting a little nervous and anxious. We'll talk a little bit, too, about wild card, and maybe we'll just do it right now. We're getting a lot of questions of, should I use my wild card? The answer is it depends. Um, what does your team look like? Um, do you have such a poor team that you need to make multiple transfers to even have any chance of getting a good score in the weeks to come? If so, here's your wild card. Uh, you know, are you just shy a couple of players and, you know, a free transfer here and maybe a negative four-point deduction there and your team all of a sudden looks much better? Go for it. Um, you know, just because you had one bad game week, don't be so reactive and so quick to pull the trigger on the wild card if you don't have to. Uh, because you may get yourself into a situation where a couple of your top players are injured or suspended, and all of a sudden now you're right back to where you were prior to using your wild card. So just be prudent with it. Again, if you need to make multiple transfers just to survive, then of course use it. That's what it's there for. But if you can hold on to it, hold on to it for when you really really need it okay <clears throat> um we do have some injuries and suspensions to talk about of course we know about um about richarlison being out for two game weeks um we've got uh luke shaw who's got a 75 percent chance of playing trippier now listed at 75 percent chance um Arnautovic also, I'm just looking for some of the bigger names here. Arnautovic with a muscle injury also at 75% chance. Now, there is some League Cup action in the middle of this week. So we'll see what players are rested and what aren't. I know we want to be able to beat a lot of these price increases or increases. <clears throat> um, also, keep an eye on these, these League Cups. Um it might help tell the tale of who's going to be used over the weekend and who's not. Um, for instance, if Aguero were to play for Man City in the middle of the week in, in a cup, maybe he doesn't play so much or at all um, over the weekend. Maybe Jesus starts, or maybe Jesus starts during the League Cup and Aguero's rested, which says to me that Pep is planning to use Aguero over the weekend. So just you know, keep an eye on that, and of course we'll post as much as we can related to that as well. Hopefully give some tips and insight there. Okay, top scores 
<clears throat> for the round. So let's sort of do some of the more informed players combined with um, with upcoming fixtures. So we did a post recently looking at the next three game weeks. So we're looking at game weeks four through six um, and sort of at those fixture difficulty rankings, the FDRs. Um, the teams that have the most favorable. Arsenal has a really favorable set of games. They are uh, in order of game weeks four, five, and six. They go 2-3-2. Two, two. So that's a 2.3 average FDR for them. <clears throat> Brighton goes 2-2-4. Two, two, Burnley, game week four, not so great for them. They have a four against Man U, but uh, a two and a three after that. Chelsea, strong at 3-2-3. Three, three. Crystal Palace, strong at 2-2-3. Two, two, Everton, next two weeks look great for them, two and a two, and then they play away at Arsenal, which is a four. Huddersfield, 3-2-3. Three, three. Leicester City, game week four, not so favorable. They play home against Liverpool, but then it's a three and a two. Liverpool, 3-4. The four is Spur, away at Spurs, and then a two. Man City, and this is well beyond game week six for them, but they're a 3-2-2. Two, two. <clears throat> Man U, a 3-3-2. Three, three, Southampton, 3-2-5. So we're only looking really at game weeks four and five for them. And the same thing for West Ham. Uh, game week four, it's a two. And game week five, it's a three. But lots of teams to work with there and lots of good players on those teams. Uh, so let's look at some of these. Arsenal. All right, a lot of people are asking about Aubameyang. You know, <laughs> I don't know with Aubameyang. Um, it looks like maybe possibly he's come out of his rut a little bit, but that was sort of a fortuitous assist that he had. So it's it's hard to say. Certainly the fixtures look super favorable, but the question here is, is Emery going to keep starting him in the hopes that he does find his form or has he seen enough after basically three lame game weeks, and is he going to go with Lacazette? So there's a little bit of a risk there. But um, Mkhitaryan has been playing very well. Um, he is also a, a good option as a replacement for Richarlison. So, um, you know, take a look there. And, of course, you know you know that players like Montreal and Bellerin um, back on their defense can do some pretty amazing things. Although, you know, the Arsenal defense can be a little bit iffy sometimes. But definitely something to think about there. Brighton, uh, next two game weeks look really good. Again, that's a two and a two in the FDRs for them. Um, another great option as a replacement for Richarlison is Pascal Gross. Uh, he did not start last game. But, um, you know, he takes their set pieces. He takes their uh, penalty kicks when he's on the field. You know, and, and like last season, he has the potential to come up with some really big um, scores. And, of course, you know, you've got Glenn Murray, you know, at forward who is a, a bargain. And, um, you know, if you're looking for someone there because you've spent some money on forwards, he's certainly one to look at. And then Matty Ryan in goal, he's a great goalkeeper. And that defense can at times uh, do quite well. <clears throat> Burnley, let's not really talk about because they're, they're playing Man U. This weekend, but then looking forward, of course, Tarkowski and me uh, there on defense are always pretty reliable. Chelsea, um, 
Richarlison placement-wise, you've got both Pedro and William. Just depends on uh, Sari's rotation and what he's going to do there. Um, Pedro started the last game because uh, Hazard started as well. So William sat on the bench at the beginning of the game. And Pedro played, but then uh, Pedro came out eventually and William came in. So we just sort of need to keep an eye on that. <clears throat> now that Hazard is back and, and looks to be in full form, he is certainly uh, a midfielder that if you can squeeze onto your team, you definitely want to do so. And then defensively, Marcus Alonso is as good as it gets, not only on defense, but in the entire FPL league right now. So, um, you know, he, he's certainly one that you've, you've got to really think about putting on your team. Uh, next up, Crystal Palace. Zaha seems to have started to find his form. Uh, Juan Bissaka is back from suspension, so he'll be out there as well. Um, Everton. Most natural replacement for Richarlison, if not just for the sole reason that they're on the same team, is Walcott. Um, Walcott's affordable. Walcott, Walcott is in good form. And Everton really has a, a, a nice list of favorable matches coming up, especially for the next two weeks when Richarlison is out. So we've actually replaced Richarlison with Walcott on our team. They're a very similar price, so it's just a real easy switch there. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Liverpool, they play away at Leicester City this coming weekend. Um, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily make any moves to bring in a Liverpool player at this point. By now, you probably have the Liverpool players that you want. Um, certainly either Salah or Mane or maybe both. And then a lot of people also have Firmino. And Robertson is a really popular pick, as is Van Dijk um, on defense. And even Allison in goal. <clears throat> Manchester City, um, they have a long, long stretch of favorable games ahead of them. Uh, defensively, of course, Mendy, Ederson in goal, um, David Silva seems to be playing well. You know, there's always anywhere on the field, again, like I always say, except for basically Ederson and De Bruyne when they're healthy, everyone else on that team is, is rotatable. Um, so Aguero has played three games straight for them, not including some of the preseason stuff. Um, so maybe it's time for him to rest. Uh, I think the cup during the week will tell lots of what his fate is for the weekend. Um, Man U. What do you say about Man U? <clears throat> uh, they are a team in need right now. They Everything that Man City has and Liverpool has in terms of team chemistry and motivation and playing for each other – uh, Man U doesn't seem to have, and I think it's that there's a huge disconnect uh, between the players and Mourinho. It looks like Mourinho has lost the dressing room, which is never a good thing, and you know what can happen to teams when that happens. So I would say unless you have Man U players on your team, sort of similar to the Liverpool thing but for different reasons, um, I wouldn't bring in any Man U players right now to be honest, until they can find their form. And then there's time to go get them. Uh, <clears throat> let's see who else we have. West Ham. Really there, uh, Arnautovic is your man. So keep an eye on him and see if he's healthy. 
so that gives a lot of players to work with, quite honestly, from a lot of different teams. So hopefully that helps, and we'll, we'll post some more ideas and post more questions on our Instagram, which, oh, by the way, is just at Let's Talk Soccer. And then lastly, let's take a look at our fantasy league, the Let's Talk Soccer FPL League. We are way over 5,000 people, so thank you guys. This is amazing. Um, we're at least twice as big as we were last year. So this is really cool. And congratulations to uh, our leaders. I'll go through a few of these teams. I'll go through, say, the top 10. In first place with 273 total points is Isaac's team, followed in second by Mivu. Third place, HTDFC. Fourth place, Stoka. Fifth, we have uh, a tie, Moo. And Young, Blind, and Gay. I love that. Uh, seventh place is Red Liverpool. Eighth is Ikroiristi Moje Mane. Sorry, I know I just butchered that to death. Um, in ninth place, Mo Mane, Mo Problems. Love that one. And tied with Mo Mane, Mo Problems is... DZ Jr. or D Jr. maybe. And then um, in 11th, we'll just go to 11th, Defenders of the Fantasy. Although there's no E in the. So I don't know if that was intentional or not. But congratulations to all you guys. And thanks to everyone who's playing along. A lot of season left. A lot of moves can be made. Um, But keep up your questions. Keep up your DMs. What we're trying to do with DMs is this. Any really, really good question... And any question that um, we get a lot, like who do I replace Richarlison with, um, we will take a screenshot of your question and we'll post the response on our page and let other people weigh in as well. We also, for those that we don't do that with, we, we try to respond. We, we try to get back to literally everyone. I don't know anybody else that does that. We get hundreds of messages a week. It takes a lot of time to even respond in the littlest. And we want to respond with something tangible, something usable, something meaningful. Um, So, you know, if we don't get back to you in the first hour or two, don't get too anxious. We're, we know you're there. Um, We're just doing everything in the order that they come in. That's the fairest way to do it all. So we will get back to you at some point, or at the very least, we will try our very best Uh, We may miss one or two here and there, but I think we're pretty darn good at getting back to everyone. Um, In terms of posting teams, we will continue to do that, but we need to make sure that the teams we're posting are are different enough from the majority of the teams we're seeing. A lot of teams look very similar to each other. As the season goes on, they'll start to spread apart a little bit and look a little different. So it'll be a little easier. But what we don't want to do is keep posting the same team, you know, the same 11 or 10 or even 9 players over and over again. We want people to be able to weigh in on on teams where there's something unique to them, where the manager is really struggling with the decision. Because most of our teams look like most of the top teams. You know, we all share a lot of the same players. So, um it's not really useful to us to make comments on those because uh, we're just going to sort of follow along with what we're doing already anyway. So let's leave it to the people that 
that really need that information. So that's the plan. We're going to keep doing it. We love it. And we think you guys do too because we're getting some really awesome feedback. It, it means a lot when you guys reply back with you love our account or you appreciate us taking the time to get back to you. That's why we do it. Um, so thank you for that. All right, guys, that's going to do it for uh, leading into game week four. We'll be super active on Instagram like we always are. So uh, we will see you there. And until next time, we say peace. Goodbye. <laughs>